Welcome back to the Awkward Side Hug Podcast. I'm Steven, and with me as always is Lex. How is it going, my friend? It is going good. Going good. Just uh, just out here living life, uh, doing good things, achieving new goals, and uh, and you know just sur- surviving hurricanes, apparently. But yeah, do- doing good. How-, how about you, sir? Living in Southern California, you get a little bit of everything, yeah. you know? You get a little bit of the crazy, you get a little bit of the calm, you get some of the storm, some of the snow, yes. rain, like everything comes through California. And at the end of the day, you can go to the beach and watch the sunset. So it's amazing. But real quick, before we jump into, you know, your big news, today I was feeling very like, I was going to say spicy, but that's not the right term yeah. because people are going to think the wrong thing. <laughs> I was feeling... You started OnlyFans? I was feeling just kind of, uh, <laughs> I was just feeling kind of all over the place. And I don't know if anybody else out there can relate to this, but today my playlist, like I vibe out, you know, every day I, I, I can luckily listen to music while I'm at work. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I got my, my AirPods in and I just, you know, listen to different things, podcasts, music. But today my playlist was just, it was just on point jumping from song to song. And what's funny is, you know, I was hitting this you know, hardcore rap song. It, it nice. went from like, for instance, like Bone Thugs in Harmony to like this, you know, EDM to Demi Lovato <laughs> to, you know, just random songs. And so like, I don't know. I just feel like, I just feel like I'm all, you know, all over the place today. You know, I was feeling a little gangster. Like, you know, when you look at me, right? Like today, the person I am today, you would never have guessed that like back in high school and like, you know, my young adult life, like, I kind of look like a cholo, you know, like <laughs> I listened to hardcore rap and that was my thing. And I had no other taste in music, but I would say the year after high school, you know, that we graduated in 08 yeah. is when I really got into other genres of music, you know, with the like rock music and alternative. And, um, recently, recently I just got into another, um, genre of music i wouldn't say really i got into the genre mm-hmm. there's only like two or three songs that i really really enjoy but uh i listened to like my first country oh, song whoa. um because it was it was a vibe yeah it was a banger um it's by morgan wallen and it's called last night and like it's just really like it's a really good like vibe out song so if you get a chance you know i'd listen to it um but hey you know what enough about me you know what's you know what's going on with you what's what's the big update on your life i know you got some big news for for you know the ash community yeah yeah no i uh i i thankfully you know i remember when we did our first reboot episode here episode one of ash i had kind of kind of hinted about how man this whole you know like professor job search is a a real journey right It's, it's it's super hard to get and I uh, I have finally been hired as a as an adjunct professor, so I'm a, I am a college professor officially. I can say so that's that's like a huge step up, and uh, you know, like I I tried telling the homie Stevan, uh, as, as you met before, where like I used to like over ever since I graduated with my master's degree, I kept any like job or kind of advancement that I would get. I'd always be like, oh, it's kind of a step one, kind of a step one. And then I, I'll like, I kind of told him like, yeah, this is, but this is like a good step one. Right. But then, you know, what? I have to, I have to like, kind of like, like uh, celebrate it a little bit and say that this is definitely like a step two or a step three at this point. Cause it, it was so tough to get. Uh, it's such a journey, but I, I'm, I'm thankful that, yeah, I could finally call myself a, a professor by title officially. So, I mean, 
I was a, I was a college instructor, right. At, uh, the university that I used to go to, um, as part of like, uh, as part of the master's program. But, um, but yeah, so that, that's kind of the big news. So I'm, I'm, uh, yeah, super happy. And, uh, do you, do you feel comfortable letting people know where you teach or is that under wraps? Yeah. Um, I guess, I guess we'll keep it under wraps for now, but it's, uh, it's, uh, community college level, which, um, which I, you kind of like come, come to find out or learn as you sort of research and you start applying for places, you would, you would think that, uh, community college, uh, is sort of like, um, this certain level. And then like teaching at a four year university would be like another level. But in reality, uh, depend, I mean, you know, depending on your experience, the, the situation, the positions, um, kind of the subject and the positions I teach English, uh, you actually get, you know, it's community college pays like a little more (laughs) than teaching like at a, at a four year university. Um, again, depending on position experience, like the degree, right. In this case, I'm I'm talking about master's degrees, but, um, but yeah, it's, 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 it was something that, that, uh, I kind of found out a long way. It was a little harder to, to kind of get into than I thought, but, um, but yeah, the, the local community college, that's what's up. Yeah. You know, I, I and we briefly talked about this in one of our earlier episodes, but I think community college is underutilized. Yeah. Um, there's some sort of stigma to community college, which I don't understand why, because you're saving yourself, you know, so much money in the long run. So, I mean, I think the community college, from my experience, I think the, you know, the, I don't want to say kids, but they're not kids. The um, students that go to community college, I feel like, you know, they're, they're working, you know, two or three jobs on the side, you know, just to get through school. And so I feel like they're, you know, they're, they're good, hardworking students. And I think it builds a little bit of character when, you know, you don't get everything handed to you. You have to work a little bit. And, you know, me being from a community college, me actually going to like two different, three different community colleges, failing a couple of them, and then finally, you know, finding my way, you know, I, I resonate with, with those, you know, those students who go to community college. So, um, I think it's really cool, man. Congratulations. Um, you know, everybody's cheering you on. Um, I mean, English, as you said in an earlier episode, also, you don't read all the essays. So hopefully your students aren't listening to, to the podcast. Never said that. But... It's funny. It's, it's it's so funny, though, because I answered it the same exact way when uh, I might have mentioned it on the episode, too. But just to kind of briefly recap. I, I, I kind of stalled and paused, like answering that same question to like the students that I taught at my university when, when I was a master's student. And, uh, and I, I, I forgot what it was like to clear it up. I do search for a lot of different things that are in the prompt. So, so it's not like, I'm just kind of like, Oh, they, they turn in uh, a document that has all these, you know, j- like the page numbers or whatever. Okay. Like clear it or a plus or whatever. But it does have to have a lot of like uh, a lot of the aspects and the prompt requirements met. Um, but here's here's what it is. I think the later the semester goes, the more and more I, I kind of pick up on their writing trends, and and I got, I kind of get to know each individual student's writing trends, and then I kind of like go a little more skim mode. But uh, I know that yeah. <laughs> but it's kind of like yes and no. I think my favorite my favorite part of this journey of yours, you know, because. Mm-hmm you know, you kind of shoot the group text with some updates and things like that. My favorite part of this journey that I've like experienced with you 
is after, you know, you were in your master's program. And I think like as part of your master's program, you had to like teach a class. Mm -hmm. And so you taught a class and I think we were all, you know, shooting the shit. And then we were like, oh, well, like, I wonder now that since you taught a class, if you're on rate, my professor. (laughs) And so I did a little digging and I went on rate, my professor. And I looked up, you know, Professor Alexis Torres, and some of those comments were pretty good. And I think my favorite one, and obviously, like, you know, any any new employee into a new job or into a new field, you're kind of, like, finding the groove of things. Yeah. So, obviously, like, as time goes on, you'll figure out, like, what works, what doesn't work. But one of my favorite comments was one of, you know, the anonymous comments said, if you're a procrastinator, Mr. Torres is the class for you. <laughs> and I could not stop laughing because like, that's me. <laughs> I'm the procrastinator. I'm the guy that waits, you know, yeah. the weekend before an assignment is due to write a, you know, 10 page paper. So I kind of, again, related to that. And I thought it was hilarious. Oh, but man. Obviously you'll find, you know, you'll find what works for you. Yeah, and, yeah. Um, you know, hopefully you, you make a difference in the world. Yeah, but absolutely. Speaking of a difference in the world, Southern California yeah. experienced its first tropical storm in like eighty years or something. Yeah, and I have to tell you, I have to tell you, if if we had to rate it like on Rotten Tomatoes, it would be like a ten percent, man. Like tropical storm, my butt. <laughs> and I know <laughs> before you know we get all crazy into it. Yeah. I know like, you know, some areas were impacted a little more than others, but I mean, I was really expecting more, you know, I'm like, is that all you got? Like, uh, but (laughs) how was your experience of the, you know, the, the so-called tropical storm? Yeah, no, yeah, that's a good point. And and I didn't even think to, to kind of start off like that as well as in that I know, like, I know that unfortunately there were places like in Mexico that, that were hit bad. And I think in Southern California, maybe there was like one or two areas that were hit bad and like Los Angeles was surprisingly hit, you know, but, but with, uh, how the news played it out. Right. I think we've all like seen and heard, uh, over the weekend, uh, how it was supposed to be like this two day hurricane. Right. And, uh, and, and, you know, sure enough, it probably was a hurricane going through or coming up from Mexico, but then coming into Southern California, you know, it's, it was, that's when it was supposedly transitioned into a tropical storm, but it's still like all these like wild terminology and terms. Right. And, um, and dude, it got, it got to the point, like, right. Like we, we were even kind of all talking in the group chat of, uh, of how, um, yeah, the new position, our, our school, like kind of as a precaution canceled, like the, the Monday classes. Right. So I had to like, sent out the email to the students it's like oh hey you know like just just as a precaution the school decided to cancel the classes i noticed um it was all the schools in the area doing that sure enough the day where it was canceled like monday morning like i woke up and it was like the brightest sunny day i've ever seen in my life it was so wild it was like uh man like even the rain the rain of of this hurricane hillary or like the tropical storm or whatever it was ended up downgrading graded to the rain was just kind of like normal rain, almost even like just kind of like little less than normal rain. Because I was talking to someone um, and, uh, about how just last year, 
we had this like wild time period where there was like weeks at a time with like heavy, heavy rains, like here in Southern California. And that was worse than this last weekend. And so, yeah, it was definitely, uh, um, I don't want to say underwhelming because I guess it's a good thing that it was, but it was, uh, yeah, it, it was funny. We, we were just kind of left like, uh, just kind of, uh, there, just kind of looking at the, at a sunny day on Monday when it was supposed to be like a two day thing. And so, yeah, it's wild. That's, you know, that's California for yeah. you. I had two, I had two good experiences during, you know, the hurricane Hillary <laughs> or the tropical storm Hillary or whatever they call it. Yeah. Right. Release your emails, Hillary. Um, <laughs> my first one was somebody posted like Dodger Stadium, like mm. flooded, like not this. So it was like an aerial view of Dodger Stadium and all around in the parking lots. Mm. It was all flooded, but Dodger Stadium was fine. And literally the next morning after that video was posted, the Dodgers, uh, you know, the Dodger social media itself yeah. posted pictures saying like, some funny like oh hurricane what or Mm -hmm. like what happened and they showed all the parking lots were drained and everything was fine so um i just thought it was hilarious um obviously you know i i I don't take it lightly like there are areas that flooded and things like that and you know i think those areas need to be you know obviously um looked at and, and fixed and hopefully you know la gets their shit together but that that probably won't happen but my second favorite, you know, moment in this storm mm-hmm. was you texted the group chat and you're like, Oh, like, I hope, you know, like, <laughs> you know, you, you know, the people that are in a group chat, I hope so-and-so and so-and-so are, you know, are doing okay. Cause they live by the beach yes. and stuff. And what was funny is that like five minutes before you sent that text, one of them walked out of their house, down the street to Chipotle, <laughs> got lunch, like no issues and yeah. came back. And it was so funny. Cause like your text was like, Oh, like hopefully everything's good for you. And I'm like laughing because like this guy literally just walked out down the street from his house. Like it was drizzling, mm-hmm. um, you know, the hurricane drizzle and he got <laughs> Chipotle and came back and he was good. And it just, it was very funny. So yeah, he smelled some flowers um, on the way back, you. pet a dog. <laughs> shout out to you, caring, you know, <laughs> um, it was authentic. We felt it. I felt yeah. it. It was from the heart. Yeah, yeah. I got left on but, red too. I was like, "Hey, hope everything's good." And then it's like they're they're just like just eating their food, just taking a stroll around town. I was like, "All right," but uh, that's hilarious. Yeah. I actually, <laughs> I actually stopped. I actually stopped watching the news because I feel like everything on the news is just so negative and like, oh, like the world, you know, the sky is falling, and so I kind of stay away from that news. Um, you know, when I have to go do research, I'll obviously look for. Um, viable sources on things but like just watching the news is just sad like you just see nothing but like negativity and um it's just yeah you know this is not not something i I need in my life you know so i avoid it altogether same i've never i've never been a a big news guy especially like tv news guy regardless of the channel i'm just like nah i'm good like you said it'll either pop into my like uh internet feed emails social medias or um go out and research uh if if it's like you know something that's interesting or pertains to kind of our area things like that but yeah another big story is you know the women's national soccer team mm-hmm. loses 
at the World Cup, I think against Sweden in yeah, penalties. US US national team, yep. And how crazy is that because they were like, you know, monsters the last few World Cups and it just it seemed like they weren't the same team yeah. that they've been in past World Cups. Yeah. Yeah, that's wild. Yeah, because I remember the U.S. women's national team sort of uh, almost being uh, infamous for uh, being like the what you would imagine um, Italy to be or Germany, like in, in the men's uh, World Cup or um, Brazil, right? Like all these teams who you know, like, oh, U.S. is either going to win it every single time or they're going to be in it all the way every single time. And, and this year. Yeah, from from just kind of like reports I've seen and like post game analysis and, and and just like the, I was able to catch some like highlights really like I, I tuned in like in a game or two, but uh, off of what I've seen, everyone was kind of having that general consensus with like the the sports experts that um that yeah they were they were just like falling flat and like like who knows what was happening and um. And yeah, I, I think one, one one that stuck out to me was actually uh um I want to say a former player, correct me if I'm wrong, by Carly Lloyd. Um mm-hmm. and this was like a former US women's uh national team soccer player. Um I I almost I almost want to say Carly Lloyd, maybe I'm confusing this, but isn't she like a technically like some form or level of coach in the NFL where like where she like coached a preseason game for like the Eagles or something. I don't know. I, I could I could be like confusing someone right now, but um I think you're I think you're confusing her for a different women's coach. Got you, got you. But she, you know, she I think she does actually coach women's soccer. Oh, gotcha. I'm you. not mistaken. Yeah. But uh yeah, she's a sports um sports mm-hmm. newscaster now. Yeah. So um, yeah, she had some she had some things to say. Yeah, yeah. It was wild. Like it was it was one of those things where you could tell like the other uh sports analysts were being nice about kind of like uh that one game where they squeaked by and uh and mm-hmm. she was basically like, Oh, this team is, you know, not doing well. Why are they smiling and signing autographs after and like they shouldn't even be happy about this and they're like the MVP of this game is the post or whatever because I guess like there was like a missed kick uh, or a kick that almost went in um, against the U.S. and but it, it was like hit off the post of the of, of the goalpost and uh, and yeah that that was like a hard ass line too like which was like oh the MVP should be the post and so when I saw that too it it kind of reminded me of like the two World Cups ago when the U.S. men's team didn't even make it uh, I remember like uh, Alexi Lawless I think or no is that was that his name um. I forget the, the dude with the rare hair from like the the eight the nineties, but um, I remember he was going in like super hard on on, on like the men's team and, and yeah, I, I just got I got flashbacks of that like watching this and yeah, man, sure enough, um, yeah, they couldn't get it done. Monsters of the world. yeah, I don't know, I I never really rooted for the women's team, not because they're women, but I'm just not a huge soccer fan in general, so I don't. <laughs> I don't root really too much uh, for for a lot of soccer teams. Although, like the men's World Cup, I do mm-hmm. kind of tune in. Um, it's a little more exciting. I don't know. I just the the women's soccer just never, um, you know, no, no ill will intended, but it just never caught my eye. It's kind of kind of slow. But one thing, you know, just women's sports in general. 
I'm not going to go off on a tangent, but this past WNBA season, mm-hmm. I did a fantasy league for WNBA, and I feel like that really got the juices flowing. Nice. And, you know, I, I kind of learned a thing or two about some of the teams and some of the players, and so I'm currently, you know, battling it out for the championship nice. in that uh, in that league. So, you know, cross my fingers, you know, hopefully they they do well on my team. You'll, but, you'll come up with a, a WNBA uh, I mean, fantasy chip. I mean, I feel like, you know, the media is going to turn things yeah. into big stories when people criticize the women's soccer. Um, but I, honestly, like, they looked flat out there. They just didn't look like the same USA women's national team mm-hmm. that, like, I'm not saying they have to barrel roll through everybody, but, I mean, they just they just did not look like the U.S. women's soccer team. So, um, you know, better luck next year, I guess. Or not next year, but better luck next time, you yeah, know, yeah. In, in four years. So for sure, for sure. Oh yeah. But um wild. Speaking of sports, <laughs> what what what's your what's your take? Uh I, I know you have some some strong opinions here and, and I always like to uh to poke the bear here, but um what is your opinion and your feelings and your thoughts on YouTube boxing, these YouTube celebrities, right? That the trend that's been going around over the last few years it seems like now and and with uh with some names sort of um kind of standing out from others what, what what's your what's your kind of vibes your take from from youtube celebrity box it's it's a waste of life <laughs> it's a waste of time i can't believe that people actually get hyped for youtube boxers um i mean it's just like okay like i don't know they're just it's just like, you know, remember the show or remember the, I think it was a show, um, Bum Fights? Yeah, yeah. It's just it's just like that. It's just like watching two bums on the street fight each other. Like, I don't know, this whole generation, you know, younger millennials and, and Gen Z who are really into this crap. It's just, I don't know. Yeah. I, I, I think it's a waste of money. Um, yeah, it does. It does. Jake, you know, Jake Paul is you know he looks like a decent boxer Mm -hmm. but i mean like again he still hasn't like fought anybody in my opinion who's like an actual fighter who's like a professional so it's just kind of like you know these are just like you know little amateur fights and and if you're out there saying oh well why don't you fight him well you know what i might i might just fucking (laughs) find a trainer and i might just have to go fight him myself because i'm tired (laughs) of seeing this fucking schmuck on the on the TV all the time. Hey. It's just it's getting a little out of hand. Same thing with his brother. Uh, what's his brother's name? Logan. Jake Paul. Oh, Logan. I'm getting them mixed <laughs> up. That's they're the they're the two same white dudes. You know, like, <laughs> I don't know. I, Logan. Logan. You said right. Yeah, Logan, Logan is in the WWE now. Mm-hmm. Like the WWE, I thought was starting to make a comeback, and then they go and get this guy, <laughs> and they use him, and it's like, oh my gosh, like you guys are really like. You're really you're really hurting for something because you had to go and get a YouTuber. Like I grew up in the Attitude Era, mm-hmm. you know. You had you had guys like Shawn Michaels and Undertaker and Kane and The Rock and Stone Cold and all these you know legit wrestlers. And you know, even in the John Cena era, I'm not sure you know because I, I didn't continue to watch it as much. But mm-hmm. I mean, he's an actual character with like a storyline like he's not just like one of those you know like special celebrity 
matches that just come out for one pay-per-view or something like he's got mm-hmm. his own little storyline it's just horrible it's horrible <laughs> i don't like it there's nothing i could do about it uh the only control i have is just not watching it and that's you know that's what that's what i do you know I respect that so I, th- I think i think we officially got a, a jake paul call out there from, from steven in, in the middle of that um so that's gonna make breaking news um but uh no yeah i i feel like uh especially when it all started out and and probably 99% of these like uh you know influencer boxing matches uh, it all feels to me like a popularity contest and it just reminds me so much of like the high school days you know what i mean of how um in a way high school was a a popularity contest to a certain degree cuz this is like you know the the level of school when you're when you're like growing up or or you're like aging and you're leading into your your first adult year right of of 18 um and so school isn't usually the first priority for a lot of people right and it definitely wasn't even my first priority and i wasn't even a popular kid and uh but yeah it just feels like a popularity contest um and even like yeah, with with Jake Paul, you could kind of tell he he's got a lot of power and and he's learning the skills um, after each match. Um, but I feel like that that also is aided and heavily supported on a foundation of money as well. So um, I can't say that it's all money is the reason why he's good because there's got to be some sort of motivation for him to get in the gym and continue training. But I feel like the money also helps him. Uh, find the, some some pretty damn good trainers and and uh have some pretty damn good equipment um and so yeah but then at the end of the day like you said once they face these real boxers and they don't even have to be the best boxers in the world but an actual boxer with a boxing record like tommy fury you saw jake paul just had like no answer for him you know and tommy fury kind of like dog walked him and tommy like uh one of my favorite quotes was by uh a boxing promoter from the UK uh, named Eddie Hearn. And uh, when he was um, kind of giving his prediction on Jake Paul versus Tommy Fury, Eddie Hearn said something along the lines of, um, he's like, look, Tommy Fury is like a average run of the mill boxer and he'll never hold a, a professional uh, boxing title. And he's going to absolutely destroy Jake Paul. He's all just to kind of like separate the levels. Right. So he was like, he was like, here's, here's, here's how he, I explained it. It's like, is like just to show like how kind of like where on the rankings that Tommy Fury currently is in the real boxing world. And then once he kind of like separated those levels, he was like, and then he's going to absolutely, you know, like beat Jake Paul. And then he did. And so, um, yeah, it, it, it's wild. And, and now if you, yeah. If you had to like let's say okay, let's say you have Tommy Fury and you have Jake Jake Paul. If you had to like compare them as like Pokemon, <laughs> like who would Tom who would Tommy Fury be and who would who would uh Jake Paul be? Like just for reference. Cause like let's say you're referencing them, right? You're you're the uh the announcer, you're the sports broadcaster here and you're giving your pre fight predictions and you're you're preparing them like give me how you would compare them to pokemon because you know you're a big pokemon fan yeah and i think it would just be cool to hear what you'd have to say about (laughs) them in terms of being pokemon yeah well being inspired by uh eddie hearn's comments i I would say uh 
and of course it's easier to talk about it because hindsight's 2020 and that match already happened but tommy fury uh is like a very high leveled butterfree so it's like one of the first poke like the, the caterpie or whatever you can evolve it into a, a metapod you evolve metapod into butterfree but it evolves like at level 10 to its third evolution of butterfree and so tommy fury is like oh a high level one he's like a level 30 butterfree right um but he no matter if he goes to level 100 butterfree he's still a butterfree so that's kind of what tommy fury is whereas jake paul is a charmander so he's he's jake paul acts like he's a charizard who could like defeat everything but he's just barely a charmander who's probably just like level 15 14 and who knows maybe he could evolve into a charmillion soon but i think that's kind of like the levels of it and um yeah i would probably go with that (laughs) okay hey that's a good answer that's a good answer um since we're on the topic of like fighting and you know recently there was the um sternling o'malley ufc fight Mm -hmm. i don't know if you had a chance to watch that Mm -hmm. um i got to see it and look before i get into this i have no problem with ufc i love combat sports Mm -hmm. it's entertaining it's all good but the one thing i can't stand is when the camera pans to the audience and there's some white boy frat guy in a polo with an afro colored wig mimicking you know i think o'malley's hair yeah it's just like oh my god dude come on you ufc bros like chill chill you ufc bros (laughs) yeah it's gonna be okay like you guys don't gotta ride o'malley you know 24 7 the guy's a good fighter like don't get me wrong Mm -hmm. this is nothing to do with the fighters this is just like that type of audience like i don't know if i could sit in a room full of ufc bros and watch a ufc fight like (laughs) I have to be a closeted a closeted UFC viewer because I don't want to be associated with that type of fan. And um, like I said, like, and people are going to be like, Oh, you're not, you're not a real UFC fan. And you know what? You're 100% right. I'm not a hundred percent UFC fan. I just enjoy it for entertainment. Like these guys work hard, uh, you know, to, to get to that level. And like the, you know, the, the fights are entertaining and, but I'm not going to sit here and be, you know, giving you stats and, things about the fighters because i'm not i'm not a, a real fan so mm-hmm. but i just had to throw that out there because <laughs> I, there, there's one thing that like and it might not just be me you know it might be the, you know you guys at home but like i love the underdog but like when the underdog starts to become like the uh i don't i don't want to say like the champion mm-hmm. but when they kind of like get hype train over cocky yeah you know it's kind of like okay dude like slow your roll like you still got to kind of, you know, make your way up. But, I mean, I thought the fight was entertaining. I was surprised by the result. I think, honestly, the ref stopped it too early because mm-hmm. it didn't look like, um, spoiler alert, it didn't look <laughs> like, um, you know, he, he you know, Sterling was not protecting himself. I think he was protecting himself enough to keep the fight going. But, hey, you know what? I don't get paid to, to ref these fights, so what do I know? Right? <laughs> I'm not even a real fan, so <laughs> what do I know? No, yeah. I respect it. I respect it. No, yeah, you, you, UFC has has come a long way since like the, like the tap out like shirts days, right? Like where where everyone was like wearing tap out shirts, but they're still it's it's weird because like in a weird way they they do a a better job of tapping into all the other markets of like oh the Mexico market or the Brazil market, but at at the core they're still all like the the bros, you know, and and it's like it definitely yeah. Me personally, as a, 
I'll admit I, I am a UFC fan or an MMA fan in general. Um, but me personally, it's hard to be an MMA fan or a USC, UFC fan for my own personal reasons and beliefs. For example, I, I, I despise Dana White. I, I can't stand him, but I like, you know, following a lot of like the fighters stories and stuff like that. Um, but, um, but yeah, no, to your point, uh, with the Sean O'Malley guy, he was definitely a, um, you know, he's always had potential and, and had like a very entertaining style, but it was kind of just like one thing that, that he could do for a long time. And he was absolutely a hype train that Dana White and UFC tried to like fast track him and push him. And he probably robbed a, an opponent or two of a decision where he clearly lost to like a way better fighter. Um, and so, yeah, I totally get it. If, if he feels like a hype trainer, if he feels like he came out of nowhere and, and if it feels like UFC is just trying to present him as Conor McGregor number two, it's because it is all that. Um, but the crazy thing, like you also said, is that, yeah, he, he just straight up caught Sterling. Like Sterling's like a, a bad mofo and, and somehow uh, some way it, he, he actually caught him. It looked like Sterling kind of was a little overconfident yeah. in his like approach and I don't think he was expecting that counter, and you know he paid the price for it. So, yeah, you know it, it's it's a fight. You know, like it just takes one good punch, you know, to you know to land, and you know your opponent goes down. So I would definitely like to see a rematch of those two, mm-hmm. and hopefully, you know, they do do that. But you know, I mean, like I said, I, I was I was entertained. Yeah, I, I didn't buy it. You know, the fight. I don't buy these fights because yeah, <laughs> I think like. I'm gonna spend I don't know what is it eighty dollars oh, so ninety dollars or something yeah and and the opponent like if the main fight like the guy gets knocked down in the first thirty seconds I'm like damn there's my ninety dollars right there so <laughs> you know I just look at the Twitter highlights after and everything or yeah, yeah. rewatch the match because people will post videos and stuff and that's how I do it most or I'm sorry not Twitter X right X X yeah yeah oh man that's wild but yeah you know it's it's entertaining mm-hmm. but um, speaking of entertaining. You sent me, so we do, you know, just for, let's um, open the fourth wall here. Yeah. Lex and I, you know, we do pre-recording meetings and we, you know, we, we send each other texts with kind of like, hey, like these are the things we're going to talk about, you know, in the episode. And we kind of lay out a script, mm-hmm. the NFL script or what? <laughs> we lay out a script and, you know, we just kind of go over things. And he's like, oh, like, what if we talk about this TikTok trend? And he sends me a video and I'm like, I don't know what the hell this is. Right. I don't, I don't watch TikToks. He's like, you know, this is a trend where like couples like have a video of them. And then like at the end of the video, it's like an urn because one of the people die. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, what the hell is this shit? And so I'm like, well, send me, send me more videos. Cause I can't talk about something <laughs> yeah, yeah. that I haven't seen. Right. And so like, you know, Lex is taking a minute to to send me videos, right? Because he's going through his algorithm or whatnot or doing mm-hmm. what he's got to do. So I just go into TikTok and I type in dead partners, right? And sure enough, like more videos come up and I'm watching this, you know, these videos. And like, I think you said it, you said it perfectly. Like everybody deals with grief differently. Mm-hmm. But like, I just think sometimes people take it too far where like the world doesn't need to know everything about your life. Like, go grieve properly. You know, you don't have to make a TikTok about, like, you know, my partner's gone. And, like, the fact that you record yourself crying. Mm -hmm. Yes. Or the fact that you, like, you know, you're recording yourself, like, 
in a vulnerable moment, mm-hmm. like just to literally just like, cause nobody just records themselves mm-hmm. in a vulnerable moment just to look back at it another day and be like, Oh man, I was very vulnerable in that moment. Like you're purposely recording yourself mm-hmm. to post it on social media. And it's like, why, why do you do that? Like, wh- what is the purpose of that? Like you, 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 bad person (laughs) and and so i went through like you know five or six of these videos and i was like i'm done i can't i can't do this anymore but i think it's a stupid trend like it makes no sense to me like if i die i hope my wife doesn't go you know and put a tiktok up of like oh my husband like this is him now and like it's me you know my ashes in the corner (laughs) or something you know like just let me let let me let me rest in peace (laughs) undertaker please (laughs) please let me rest in peace you know and you know invest my life insurance money pay for the kids college you know get through life obviously like yes you're gonna grieve but like i would hope that you still get to live a long you know fruitful life Mm -hmm. but don't post a video of you crying on tiktok please that's hilarious please and then yeah man so i think uh yeah, well, once again, these the they they do it for the uh, the couples or or like the the partner who passed away, right? It's kind of like a TikTok trend, but but also for those who broke up. So so whether it be like, oh, here's a video clip of a time where me and this partner were having a like you know like a fun time at Disneyland, right? And then the very like the stitch or whatever, the next clip is of like the the girl or the guy crying by themselves in a car, right? Because like the, the message of the video is like, Oh, they had broke up. Right. And so it's either like death or, or breakup. And, um, again, right. Like, so Steven kind of like, uh, um, mentioned the point that I had made earlier of, um, you know, everyone grieves differently and, and you can never really tell anyone how to grieve. Right. Um, but <laughs> just oh my gosh it was so weird because it was one of the one of these things where like i almost have like tiktok to blame because um with the tiktok algorithm right this this video popped on my feed like the first time i ever saw this trend so i, I was kind of watching it all the way to the end and then i'm like whoa that kind of took a dark turn right but i just you know went on to the next video did not like it right i didn't press like double tap or like or anything and then after sure enough one after another all these videos just kind of kept popping in my my timeline and so I, I would play these videos long enough to see that it was that type of trend i was like oh no no and i started getting mad and i just like and now these videos won't stop popping up on my things and, and it, it's so like it's so weird because like again like if that's how they have to grieve i get it it like breaking up or i'm i can't even imagine like the death of a partner is probably just like the end of the world type of feeling right so i totally get it but Steven made a point earlier of like, I think the part that gets me is it's almost like a performative that that second clip, right? Like stitching that second clip of the urn or that second clip crying about a breakup um, as the second clip of that whole video is what gets me. And so like it like it reminds me of this like uh, other TikTok video that went viral one time of uh, two. Actually, I'm going to mention two. Both happened in a hospital. One was like a a nurse who was like uh, on shift. And the caption, so it was like a sad song playing in the background. And then like the caption uh, like that that was kind of like burned on the video uh, said something like, uh, oh, that horrible feeling when you 
lose a patient during your shift you know like you know they pass away and it was just like this like uh lady in like her, her nurse outfit in the, in the hospital and like just kind of like oh like so distraught and crying and like kind of like uh leaning against the wall and like like slowly sliding down to like her like to like a seated position and like a fetal position right and so that like performative right uh another like the the most exaggerated example that you might have even seen as a meme steven was uh when when this like kid's grandpa was like on his deathbed in the hospital and this kid he was he ha- he had to have been like a, a teenager or a high schooler maybe 18 at, at the most and he was like you know it was like kind of like not even sad music i think but like the caption was like talking about like oh they said my grandpa w- w- wasn't gonna make it and he was literally doing the tiktok dance in front of the freaking deathbed dude <laughs> i was like oh my gosh and so i think and i think it's probably just like tiktok ruining my my perspective and, and my analytical skills because i just thought about those two videos when i saw this new trend and so again grieve however you want don't ever let anyone tell you how to grieve don't let us tell you how to grieve but it's just, man, I, I had to send Steven the, the, the trend and, and kind of like, hey, do you want to talk about this? And uh, yeah, man, Look, it's just performative. Lexus, don't, don't, let, don't let us tell you how to grieve. No, I'm going to tell you right now. <laughs> okay, you need to pull up your big boy, big girl pants up. Okay, like there are, there are things in life that we go through. You know, like we go through losing a pet, right? Some people, that's a big thing. We go through breakups, right? Like I... I you know, in my early adulthood, I went through a really rough breakup. And you know what I did? I cried in my room. I listened to sad songs and then I got over it. Now, I'm not saying it's the same for like when somebody passes away, because mm-hmm. obviously it's not. You know, the, ex- the experience of death is, you know, we could probably do a whole entire episode on that because, yeah. you know, I've personally experienced, you know, death, you know, of family members and of friends and, you know, of people that I knew. Mm-hmm. And it is like, it is different, but like the fact again that you're recording yourself cry and then you post it on a social media, you know, app for the world to see, it's like, why? What is the purpose of that? Like grieve grieve in like your circle, you know? Lean on the real people that you see physically that can be right in front of you and console you. Don't post it on TikTok, especially like you said, the video of the the guy, you know, dancing by his grandpa's deathbed. Like, that's like horrible. I think there was one, too, where like a chick is dancing next to her baby and her baby's like in the NICU or something. Oh, yeah. And I'm like, what the heck? You should not be a parent. Why are you a parent? Like, not everybody is built to be a parent. Um, We could probably do a whole episode on that. (laughs) But... I don't know. I'm just tired. I'm tired of TikTok. You know, I'm tired of, of of all these TikTok trends. I think it's stupid. I think Vine was better because on Vine, at least people made funny little skits, you know? And I feel like, like everybody wants to be a TikTok star. Everybody wants to be famous. Look, we do this podcast because we just enjoy just shooting the shit with each other, talking about, you know, different topics and things. And you know what? Absolutely. If nobody listens, so be it. I'm going to wake up tomorrow and I'm going to live my life. Yes. All right. Absolutely. But, you know, we hope that, you know, the podcast brings an hour of joy to your life, you know, because we do do it to hopefully, you know, inform you or entertain you or, you know, hopefully you feel like you're involved in our conversations and you have your own opinions. But at the end of the day, you know what? 
I'm going to live my life. I'm going to do what I got to do. I'm not going to live in this virtual reality of social media. You know, I, I have a couple good friends. I have my family and that's all I need to get by. And on that note, Lex, let the people know where they can find us on our TikTok. <laughs> I, was <about> to say, <laughs> I was about to say, so anyways, go ahead, follow us on TikTok. <laughs> That's got to be a clip. Uh, follow us on TikTok, The Awkward Side Hug. Uh, we post clips um, and some some other stuff, uh, funny stuff when we can. And, uh, and definitely, um, yeah, listen to the rest of our episodes um, wherever you get your podcast so we're on apple music uh spotify um the list goes on so go ahead real quick uh, i'm gonna correct lex we're on apple podcasts gotcha yeah, apple yeah. music apple podcast yeah see it's apple like podcast former rapper spotify. over here so yeah. i always yeah <laughs> he was just uh he was just advertising his new mixtape coming out you know in, in five years so yeah you know find us find us wherever you find your podcast real quick before i send us out i have to give a quick story about tiktok you know, because Lex, Lex, you know, oversees the TikTok. He's a TikTok guru. <laughs> and he, you know, posts up the clips. And somebody commented on one of the clips. I don't know the guy. Maybe he just found it, saw it. I don't know. Who knows? Yeah. Right? People just randomly comment on things. He put something to the likes of like, well, like not everything has to be like a podcast topic or a podcast clip or whatnot. Yeah. And I'm thinking over here, my guy, life is what you make it, baby. Life is what you make it. Smile and style, baby. Smile and style. That's is. all you need. So on that note, thank you for listening. Please like, subscribe, and share our podcast. I'm Steven. As always with me, my good friend Lex. You just listened to an hour of the Awkward Side Hug. We appreciate you all. Peace and love. We'll see you guys on the next one.